Welcome to the Boom and Gloom Podcast, a podcast for long-suffering Columbus Blue Jackets fans, because misery loves company. Hi, everyone. My name is Anthony. Online, I go by the handle Whaler Jacket. I am, of course, a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, but I consider myself to be the longest-suffering hockey fan in the state of Ohio. Why? Well, I grew up in Connecticut and was a Hartford Whalers fan. I became a fan as a 10-year-old in 1986 when my dad had season tickets. It was uh, a year after they won their, their only playoff series as a franchise. Now, I, I tried staying a, Hur- a Hurricanes fan, but they didn't feel like my team anymore. I moved to Ohio permanently in 1998. So it was just a, a few years before the Jackets were born, and I... I switched my my fan allegiance to the hometown the hometown team in Columbus. So here we are. I am 47 years old. I have been a hockey fan for 37 years and I've seen my favorite team win a playoff series a grand total of one time. One time. I started really embracing the Whalers as my my favorite team in 86, like I said, and uh, one year after their only playoff series win in franchise history. So that is a lot of pain and suffering. I I live and breathe hockey. I watch hockey. I play hockey. I've coached hockey. For someone as passionate about hockey as I am, to go so long with so little to cheer for, it's it's like a cruel joke is being played on me. So listeners, I, I challenge you to find a hockey fan in this state who has suffered longer than I have. My guess is, is you won't find one. I, I'm the biggest loser Blue Jackets fan in the state. I decided to make, make this podcast because, you know, the old phrase, misery loves company. I feel better when I can complain or at least get out all my thoughts. So what better way to do that than with a podcast? Before we begin, um, I have to say that I'm, I'm learning how to podcast as I go. I'm very much a rookie. There may be a lot of bumps in this episode, but please bear with me. I'll get better over time. Something the the jackets haven't really done. Right now I'm I'm sitting in my home office with a dog next to me and my wife is in the next room watching a K-drama on Netflix. So I'm not in a fancy recording studio. But if this takes off, if this uh takes off, I I promise the production quality will improve. So here we go. Let's dive in. I have uh three segments in this episode. First, I want to talk about the toxic Twitter fans, as they're called. So I, I see Jackets fans on Twitter at each other's throats every day. I also see people complaining about the fans that are at each other's throats. So here's my take. What do you expect? We have a very passionate fan base that has suffered, agonizingly suffered, for almost a quarter of a century. Yeah, that's right. We're pushing a quarter of a century of the existence of this franchise. A quarter of a century with one playoff series win. One. I, I think the fans have the right to act the way they're acting. They're hurting. They want answers. They're, they're passionate fans. And they're helpless. We are, we're all helpless to do anything about this. So, you know, fans, they, they point their fingers. They, they blame Elvis or, or the defense or or Yarmo or ownership or or Johnny 
whatever. My question is, what are fans supposed to do? They're they're dying for answers, dying for winning hockey. Winning heals all wounds, but but right now their their wounds are they're they're wide open, and and there's nothing to close them. So they lash out. All all of you fans who who get up in arms about this, think think about this. Do the Bruins have all this Twitter rage right now? Bruins fans, or how about Vegas? No, I don't think so. This is what happens when you suck for almost a quarter of a century. And yes, I, I, I totally realize that the Jackets had a good season or two sprinkled in there. They, they just don't have the, the playoff success to show for it. So please, just, just let it go. Everyone is allowed to express their opinion and frustration in their own way. When you read something on Twitter, understand that, it, that it's just frustration. If you disagree with, with what someone is saying, just ignore it or, or respond politely. But again, understand that, that they're doing this because they love their team and have had very little to celebrate since their inception. That was my dog sighing. I'm not sure if you heard that. I promise you guys, okay, if and when the Jackets start winning consistently, most of this goes away. Now you'll always have your, you know, some bad apples, but the whole demeanor of Blue Jackets Twitter will change. The Blue Jackets, I shouldn't even say Twitter, social media in general. Until then, people are going to lash out, and I think they have every right to do it. Suffering through 23 years of frustration takes its toll. Imagine suffering 37 years like me. So one la- one last thought about that. I see a lot of tweets where, or posts where, where fans accuse one another of not being real fans or, or they claim to be superior because they have been season ticket holders since day one or, or they shoot down the opinions of others by saying things like, uh, uh, you, you've obviously never watched a hockey game in your life. Knock off that nonsense. Seriously, we all, ju- we all just want to see our team win. There's no need to be a jerk to others when we're all... Sp- suffering from the same illness and that illness is an unsuccessful favorite hockey team next up my next segment too many penguins fans at nationwide now i've never been to nationwide arena for a penguins game but i've seen a lot of people all the time complaining about the number of penguins fans that invade nationwide every time the pens come to town you know like why can't we have more jackets fans there why can't more jackets fans show their support why do we always get drowned out like our chants are always drowned out well here's the deal it is going to take a generation before that changes no actually it's, it's going to take a generation with some moderate success here's what i mean okay growing up in connecticut everyone in my family was a diehard Rangers fan. But since my dad had season tickets to the Whalers, that's the team I became most familiar with. I ended up bucking the trend and became a Whaler fan. I I remember I remember doing a, a report on Kevin Deneen in sixth grade. So I I loved them from a very early age. Now if I if I stayed in Connecticut, 
and so do the whalers. And if I got married and had kids out there, they would grow up as whalers fans. They'd constantly be exposed to my home full of whaler merchandise. We'd go to games and, and they would fall in love with, with them like I did with, with the hometown team. My sons are now uh, 18 and 20 years old. They're Jackets fans through and through because they've been exposed to a what I call a CBJ-centric environment their whole lives. They have watched only Jacket games on TV since they were young kids. They're a, a, a generation of Jackets fans with no allegiance to other teams. That's what's going on now. Sure, there are plenty of fans from Pittsburgh who come to Columbus for games. I get that. But I suspect that there are also plenty of Ohio-based Penguins fans who have been fans since the Jackets were even born. But their kids? They're the ones growing up in Ohio and being exposed to the Jackets as their hometown team. They're the ones getting Jackets jerseys and and signs and hats and, and shirts and all that. When they get older and have kids, they will also be Jackets fans. Eventually, the Ohio-based Penguins fans of today will move on or pass on and a, a generation of homegrown Jackets fans will take their place. Now, there is a caveat to that. The Jackets have to, they have to start having at least moderate success. All these kids whose parents are Penguins fans they have, no, they have no reason to switch their allegiance right now. Not all the kids, not all kids will be like me who loved the lovable losers known as the Hartford Whalers, mostly just because they were, they were the hometown team. Okay, so all, the, all those kids now, they're, they're not going to do that. They want to like a winning team. I'm, I'm a fourth grade teacher. Before the the Kansas City Chiefs won their first Super Bowl, do you know how many Chiefs jerseys and t-shirts I saw in my school? None. Now, even here in Ohio, I see Mahomes jerseys all the time. Kids are kids, and and they want to cheer for winners. So my prediction of a generational shift that I just mentioned will only happen if the Jackets start winning. Because fewer kids will stick with a team that never wins, ever. Instead, they may stay Penguins fans like their parents because that team, unlike the Jackets, gives their fans something to cheer for. Final segment, Yarmo must go. So a hot topic right now is uh, Yarmo's, uh, Yarmo Kekalainen's jobs, job status, uh, amongst others in the front office. But I'm going to focus on Yarmo. Some say he should be fired immediately. Others say it should be done at the end of the season. Well, I fall into the group saying he needs to be fired immediately. Going back to what I said earlier, I'm I'm not saying I'm 100% correct. This is just my opinion. But my thought is this. If you wait until the till after the trade deadline, all the moves made up until that point will be Yarmo's moves based on Yarmo's vision. Oh, I don't trust his vision anymore. It has gotten this team virtually nowhere in his 10 years here. If a new GM comes in now, 
he has the rest of the season to assess the team thoroughly. Then, he can make the moves he wants to make... Um, he makes the moves he wants um, based on based on his vision. And that's what I think this team needs the most right now. A new vision and a new direction. So my opinion is that Yarmo needs to go now. I have no faith and no confidence in him anymore. Ten years with one playoff win is way too long of a leash. But again, I'll say it again. That That's just my opinion. As I record this, the uh, Jackets lost for the eighth straight game last night against Washington. So let me add one more final thought here. Did anyone see this coming? I hoped that they would be the, su- the surprise team that turned things around and pushed for a playoff spot. But realistically, I just expected marked improvement. N- never in my wildest dreams or, or nightmares did I think that this team would actually be worse this season. At least up until this point, it, it's it's just unbelievable, mind-boggling. I I wish I wasn't just such a passionate hockey fan, but I am. And I admit I let the Jackets' success or lack thereof affect me more than it should. I get so ticked off when they lose. I really do. So ticked off. But this this has even pushed me to new levels of prostra- of uh, frustration. I. Uh, Hence this podcast. This is why I'm doing it. Misery loves company. So uh, so feel free to come back and listen again. I plan to do this podcast at least semi-regularly. I hope to have some guests on so it's not just me ranting and raving. And I plan to I plan to make my, my podcast fairly short, about 30 minutes or less, so you can uh, complete your listening on your way to work or while you're sharpening skates or working out or whatever. So uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you come back sometime.